Welcome back, everybody, to the greatest podcast on all podcasting platforms. That's right. No, it's not the Joe Rogan Show. As a matter of fact, it's not the Pat McAfee Show or the Annie F. Downs That Sounds Fun Network Show. It is the Awaken Project Podcast, and I am your host, Blake Wright. Uh, of course, I'm kidding. But we are a show here on all podcasting platforms, so welcome and, uh, and thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. A couple of things before we jump in to my Midwestern friends. Hey, happy Midwest summer. You got your three months out of the year that you live for, and it is a beautiful time. And for those of you that aren't in the Midwest, I highly recommend that you go and check it out. And there's, here, there's just five things, okay, that you can expect that are going to be at every Midwest summer party. Of course, you're going to have a fire. There's always got to be a bonfire, right? You're going to have s'mores to pair with it, maybe some hot dogs over the fire. I don't know. That's that's not one of the five, but the the, the, the fire is. So you're going to have a campfire. Most of the time, you're going to be on a lake or around a pool, whatever it is. And yes, the water is significantly colder than other areas of the country. You're going to have cold adult beverages. Uh, that's of your choice, you know, and if you are of drinking age, I should say that. But most of them have those those three things. Two more. You got a friend that's got a boat, and you always use that friend for the boat. Let's just be honest about it, okay? Because I was that friend. I was that friend that got used for the boat. Uh, so everybody's got a friend with a boat. Use that friend. They love it, okay? They, they love it. I'll speak for them. And then the last thing is quality time. Oh, you're going to have quality time with your friends. It is one of the greatest times of the year up in the Midwest, uh, specifically Minnesota and Michigan. Shout out. Whoop, whoop. So happy Midwest summer to you, my friends. And happy summer to everybody else everywhere else. I haven't experienced summer everywhere, so uh, I would love to know what summer's like for you. DM us on Instagram. Let me know what five things are that happen in the state that you're in or the place that you're in when summer hits. Moving right along, our gap year program is still accepting applications here through the end of the month of June. So if you're between the ages of 18 and 25, maybe you just graduated high school and you're like, look, I don't want to jump into college yet. I want to spend a year of my life volunteering and, and sitting at the feet of Jesus. I highly encourage you to check out our gap year program. Or if you're in college and you're like, hey, I just want to break. I just want to spend a year and, and sit under uh, some great leaders and learn some key discipleship things. This program is definitely for you. We are one of the cheapest on the market. It's $3,500 for the whole year. Uh, so if you're interested in that, you can go ahead and click the link in the description below. Uh, I'm going to have that all laid out. And on our website, you can find most of the answers to your questions. And if there aren't any answers to the question that you have, you can go ahead and send myself, Blake, uh, an email or give me a call, text message, whatever you want to do. Or you can go ahead and reach out to our Gap Year director, Stephen Wagner, and we'll get you situated and get all of the questions that you have answered. I know that I may sound like a broken record with this, but I do want to ask that you prayerfully consider being a financial partner with me in this show here at The Awaken Project. This is a part of our ministry that we really do consider ministry, and we see it as an important part of what we do. I said it on the last two episodes, but we are adding shows and we are starting uh, a podcast network. So your financial dollars are actually going to go towards that network and building up this portion of our ministry. So if you are interested in that, 
that is also in the description below. There's a link. Um, and thank you so much in advance for prayerfully considering that and thinking through it. Now we're done with the boring stuff. We're moving into uh, continuing our series of young adults in leadership. And as a matter of fact, today, everybody, drum roll, please. We have a special guest interviewing another special guest. On today's show, everybody, we have Stephen Wagner. That's right. Stephen's back for this episode, and he is interviewing Chris Chisholm. I hope that I pronounced that correctly. Uh, but Chris is somebody who is local in Alexandria, and he's got a cool thing going on. Uh, I'm not going to spoil too much from this episode so that you can listen to it all the way through. But Stephen hit me up, and he's like, hey, man, we got to get Chris on the show. He's doing some really cool things. And I'm like, all right, I'm down. Go interview him. Get that interview, and, uh, and let's get this thing posted. So... Anyways, without further ado, here is Stephen's conversation with Chris. Welcome back, everybody, to the Awaken Project podcast. If you're listening to this right now and you're thinking, hmm, I don't recognize the voice that's speaking through my headphones, my car, whatever, you are correct. My name is Steven. If you've listened, if you've been listening to this show for a long time, you know that I was one of the two co-hosts uh, for the Awaken Project podcast for quite a while. Uh, have since stepped away, let Blakey Poo do his thing to work on the podcast, and I'm doing Gap Your Stuff. But if you don't know who I am, hey, it is good to meet you. Uh, I am one of two co-founders of the Awaken Project in general, and today uh, for our interview, I am in person with Chris Chisholm uh, from Alexandria's... Did I pronounce your name right? Yeah, you got it. Let's so. go. All right. So <laughs> we, we figured first. we're up here in, in good old Alexandria on Mount Carmel's um, tornado-torn campus. We got <laughs> right. like 60-plus so. trees down here now, if you didn't know that. So uh, if you know someone with a skid loader that works, oh. we could use a few of those. Firewood. Okay, yeah. yeah. Bonfire Central. This well, yeah, literally. <laughs> it, it's going to be massive. That's awesome. Uh, but we are here continuing our series on young adults in leadership. Congratulations, Chris. You still qualify <laughs> as a that. young leader. I am like four years away, but I'm, I'm getting, you're, you're I'm getting there. closer you're to that You're still there. Adult. You're still there. Absolutely. Yeah, I think... Well, I don't see any gray on your hair. Uh, so I, I do actually. I just got to turn the right way. You know, oh, you turn the right way uh, in the sun. Okay. Megan, my, actually, my five-year-old daughter goes, Dad, what's those white things in your beard? And I go, ah, <laughs> those are nothing. Those are so, nothing. Yeah, she's so innocence of a five-year-old. But oh, yeah, good. that's some gray color. Okay. But that's, I think, from my daughter, not from not, not from me. Got it, so. got it. Okay, <laughs> so. cool. Uh, well, Chris, if you could just start off by saying who you are, sure. uh, what you do, and then we'll, we'll save the, the actual car care questions for a little bit. Just give us an, a, a 60-second synopsis of you as a yeah, human being. Yeah, I'd love so. to. Um, well, first, I'm a homegrown Minnesota product uh, from northern Minnesota. We were talking about this yesterday with a friend of mine uh, from the heart of the Red River Valley, Ada, Minnesota. Literally, okay, so that's you, what we say as a slogan. So close-ish to close -ish to Fargo? Close-ish to Fargo. Like okay. you go to Fargo, go 45 minutes north of there. Just a really cool uh, small community to grow up in. Uh, 700 to 1,000 people were saying 42 kids in my class. Knew every one of them. Uh, blessed to be a part of a lot of different things in that community growing up. And really, that's a, a foundation to where... Um, I just had this this calling to make to, when I got to my adult life to make an impact on on whatever job I was doing, and we can touch on that later. But um, blessed to be in Alexandria since 2006. So my wife and I moved here, uh, then to attend Alec Tech. Uh, got married in 08, 
and personal journey just through a lot of things. We, um, God has blessed us. We went through a little infertility journey for about seven years, and that really just connected us in a way that was really special, um, but also opened the door for our thought process to let God in and say, what do you, uh, I think I have a different calling to build your family and mm-hmm. open that through adoption. And that's, mm-hmm. so that's a whole other realm of conversation. But I have a, a beautifully amazing uh, uh, daughter, of Lennon, who's five years old, graduated preschool last night. Let's so, go. <laughs> I know, right? Come so on now. It was really cool. Did she cap and gown? gown? Oh, cap yeah, and gown it was preschool. so cool. Come and she now. was so proud. And, Let's uh, go. And, and what was really special about that is her birth sibling, um, who is 18, graduated high school in, in Florida the same day yesterday. So it's really special. And, and so adoption is heavy, is really important in our life and on our hearts. Um, but my, so Lennon is my daughter. And then my beautiful wife, Megan, of, uh, I better get this right, 14 years together, 14. 18. All right. And uh, she works locally here at a local utility company. And I'm just blessed to have the family that I do and, uh, and to be in Alexandria. That's fantastic. So, yeah. Sweet. And so you are full-time, full-time. with the car care program. The, the, you got it. The Alexandria <laughs> so the car, car care, care program. program. So originally program. In, originally founded as the Douglas County Car Care Program. Okay. Um, way back in 2013, but uh, we are we officially changed the name. We went through a name change rebranding a couple 3 years ago and it was all it was all about well, what should we be like driven to serve or whatever. And uh, everybody kept saying, "Well, everybody calls you the car care program." I'm like, "Well, that's not super original, but <laughs> so, but, like, so I mean, it but it works. So yeah. it sticks. Yeah. So, yeah. so we are the car care program, and, uh, and I'm just proud. I'm just so excited to be a part of that and what we're doing uh, and to share what we're doing. Totally, so. yeah. So if you could, so for well, let me back up here a little bit mm-hmm. for the people that are listening. So we're going to be using the car care program as our incubator for leadership today. So Chris is going to give us. Uh, a little bit of just what the program does, mm-hmm. uh, bare bones, but then also where exactly leadership falls within the car care program. And looking at leadership to uh, not just as him as an individual, we'll get into that a little mm-hmm. bit, but also, I mean, looking at an organization within a community and where's right. some leadership there as well. Cool. So if you could just give us uh, a summary of why the why the car care program was created, yep. uh, what needs it meets, and also what you do. Yeah, you bet. So I will start out by saying the program itself or the ministry itself is super unique uh, in the sense of there's not a lot of programs like us. Uh, And so essentially what happened was we had a founder, and in 1999, I'll go back up a little bit, he was kind of in an in-between gap year maybe, I don't know, between a job and another job, Uh Uh, but in Anoka County, uh, Minnesota. So uh, basically social services, some churches, some businesses came together and said, what are the root issues that we're facing in Anoka County? And, and, and across, just like across the, the state of Minnesota, across the nation, it's housing and mental health and transportation and childcare and all these different things. Um, but across all those things, there was an overwhelming uh, sense that transportation was like at the heart of every one mm-hmm. of those things. So if you can't, if you don't have a car, you can't get to your mental health appointment. If you don't have a car, you can't get to your job. You can't bring your kids to daycare. You can't, you know, get food, you know, go to the grocery store, especially if you're in more of a rural area. Right. And so they approached him in 1999 to, to write a plan because the, the social service agency had been awarded some dollars to be able to help people offset their cars, uh, car repair and work with local shops. But they had no idea how they would implement that uh, and create a program in that way. And so Cliff Krakowski founded the program. He had to do some state-level advocating uh, to be able to to become what we call a charitable uh, dealer, just like a dealer's uh, mm-hmm. go to a car dealership. And now many churches and other nonprofits can become that same thing because of the advocating he did in 99. Um, but he, he founded a program called Free to Be. And um, once he wrote the plan for the program like they asked, 
they said, well, you know the plan so well. Like, will you just run the program? And so mm-hmm. he ran the program from 1999 to 2012 when he retired the first time. Okay. And this is all still in Anoka County. Anoka County. Okay. And so it kind of wraps into why we got it to here. Um, and at that time, there was like zero programs in the state of Minnesota to yeah. do what they're doing. And so they had then uh, started receiving donated cars in that program. They had received, and then they had, uh, so essentially we do two things. We give away a car um, that we receive as a donation, but then we can fix people's cars too. But during that time, at an, in Free to Be, he had given away over 800 vehicles to oh, wow. residents Jeez. in Anoka okay. County and then fixed over 3,000. Jeez. Yeah, oh, and so man. he worked with local partner shops. They'd get a discount on labor or parts or whatever it looked like, and they'd just fix cars. And so he retired, um, left that program in 2012, moved back up here because he's from Millerville, if you know where that's at. I do know at. where Millerville yeah, is. Yeah, Millerville Butter. Yep. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you ever had the Butter, I drive through fantastic. Millerville on my way to visit my cousins. There you go. So, yep. so tiny little town, beautiful little uh, church there, but... Um, he moved back here just to retire, walked into the local bank. And this is where we talk about leadership and, and being in a small community and kind of the connecting the right dots and relationships. Um, the banker at the time asked him what he was doing or what he did for work and he explained that program to him. And she goes, oh my gosh, we need that here. Mm. We have rural people that live in neighboring communities that work in manufacturing that can't get to their jobs. And, uh, and so he prayed about it and God told him to start the Douglas County Car Care Program. So that was 2012. Okay. Um, so he didn't really retire. And from 20, uh, we gave away our first car in 2013. Um, from 2013 to 2018, he, re- he ran that program and, and had received, uh, I think, nearly 400 vehicles donated to the program and given over 200 away. Nice. Uh, which nice. is really cool. And started creating these really cool relationships and talking to leaders in the community within the, the dealership realms and the partner shops and uh, part stores and like, how can we make the greatest impact on people that are in need of transportation mm-hmm. here in Alexandria? And, uh, and so my path came through, uh, worked at banking for nine years. Uh, I have a finance degree from Alec Tech and um, then worked for United Way. Uh, so I went in from, from banking and then business world, the corporate world, into this nonprofit world that I knew nothing about. Yep. Uh, and, had, and I was hired as a fundraising guy, never asked for a dollar in my life. And so I'm like just in, in the long story short of that was, again, it's local leadership. I had met some people. Uh, that uh, and and then my the president of the bank that I worked at was really encouraging about hey we want to form you not only as a worker a, a employee of our our bank but as a person and individually and and help you find your passions to make an impact on people around you mm-hmm. and so he got me connected with um, Mark Dieterding yep yep and also so, an episode on this podcast yeah. go listen to that one yep. <laughs> there you go and so he runs a course called Leadership Roundtable mm-hmm. and so I've attended that uh, been a part of that now for th- uh, I did it my first year in in 2015. And right then I was just wrestling too. I, I did mortgages for a, a long time at the bank and, and wrestling with what is, is mortgages really what God's calling me to do to make sure. an impact. It's amazing to give someone a mortgage loan, but uh, I, do, I didn't feel like at the time like that was what God was calling for me totally. to do. And so I do this course with Mark and, and Peter Nelson, who was, who was my boss at the time. Yeah. Um, I'm getting through this course and, he, and, and Mark's all about, well, why are you putting your feet on the floor every single day? Like, what's God's purpose for you? How are you serving others but leading others? And and uh, and finally, God opened a door to say, Chris, I think you're supposed to go do fundraising for United Way. You've never done it before, but I'm going to test you in this, and you're going to go do it. Mm-hmm. Or test me in this, and you're going to do it. Sure. And so I, I walked into Peter's office that, that kind of that same week, and I go, hey, thanks for putting me through this program, paying for it, uh, and honing in my servant leadership skills, but I yep. think i got to leave the bank. And so I got a chance to work for United Way for three and a half years and meet a bunch of amazing people. And, and to that point, met Cliff, 
met um, Dave Dieterding, uh, who Mark, who's Mark's son, yep. and he invited me to coffee one day and said, hey, I really believe that you are meant to be the car care uh, program's new, new director as Cliff is retiring. Mm-hmm. And so in 2018, I was able to come on board as, uh, as a new director. And, and so in the general sense, we've really developed a lot since then, but we, um, we take donated vehicles. So someone has a third car, their mom and dad moved in the nursing home, or it's just an extra car, 200,000 miles, or jokingly say, four wheels or no wheels, we're going to take it. <laughs> so we'll come tow it off. Have you taken cars oh, with no yeah, wheels? 100%. <laughs> oh, cool. and, and the reason is, is we, we don't receive state or federal funding. Mm-hmm. And so we are about one of two programs in the state of Minnesota that do exactly what we do. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's just a huge gap across the state. And we can talk about that later. But um, because we talk about Jesus and we truly firmly believe that every car is a gift from God and part of your God story, yeah. um, we don't take those state or federal dollars because it'll determine how we who and how we can serve. Sure. But also we prioritize. So if you're working or you're, uh, and you have kids, you're a number one priority in, in, in doing that as well. Uh, so I go beat the streets for, for dollars. And, and so when I came on board, we were doing it really, really well. But we had owned all of our own tools. We, we, um, we'd made all these wonderful connections in the community. We had actually gotten vol- uh, retired guys to come in uh, one Saturday a month to different shops and tra- start fixing cars. But we were still paying labor on all, every donated car that was given to the program. Yeah. So it was really just, it, it was ceiling. We were at a ceiling of what we could fix and repair. And so I think I was in about for a year, and I uh, approached the guys at one Saturday morning, and I said, guys, I think I got an idea. If I get a car hoist donated to the program and find a space, would you come during the week? Mm-hmm. And so it's really about, like, also those guys feeling like they're just being called and led into that. Um, they go, oh my gosh, we would love that. Our wives would love us to get out of the house during the week. We'd oh, love man. to make There's, impact in that same way. Like retired guys, are just, yeah, it's re- yeah. retired guys. And yeah. so, like today, um, and, and we had seven guys in the shop today. That's eat, what's up. Eating donuts. Somebody brought us egg bake. We fixed three cars, and so we make, and they they don't even understand the impact they're making by putting a set of brakes on a, mm-hmm. on a car. Um, but so that in twenty end of twenty nineteen, we installed a hoist at Kep's Corner, which is downtown Alexandria. Uh, and was blessed by that location. So we were able to rent that space, bring in all of our own tools that we already had, and really just take this thing to the next level and fix cars labor-free. Now, none of these guys are professional auto repairmen. Like, literally, I jokingly say I had a realtor, a CPA, uh, a guy who built elevators, a financial professional, no mechanics at all until actually this last year, a retired mechanic came on board um, that were fixing cars. But we were working alongside a real mechanic, and so mm-hmm. he would show us what to do. And the in in basically from 2020, um, beginning of 2020 through COVID, adapting to all that, yep, yep. Um, we had fixed 153 cars labor f- labor free. Yeah, That's, and so yeah. it just skyrocketed our program. And so, luckily, I have such amazing leadership with the car care program, the board, and, and they see the vision of where we can go and grow. Um, there is no programs like us to the southern border to Iowa. Uh, there is no programs like us to the northern. The only program. Uh, that's close and nearby is Fargo Moorhead, and so mm-hmm. the reality when we're out in this this rural area is that we have the potential to become a centralized hub, bring in cars, fix them here, and deliver them out to clients in need, um, because people are driving like literally here in Alexandria. You could be living in Brandon Evansville, which is 12 miles away, yep. and not have a ride to work uh, and and provide for your family. That's the best place to work in Alexandria, totally. and so we can make an in, a direct impact on that because our board sees a vision of buying a space so now we've branched that whole thing out into we bought our own space 
Uh, we installed two car hoists. We bring in uh, guys three uh, three days a week for the morning. They're kind of they're called our spark plug gang. So they're like our core guys that fix cars. We yeah. actually hired a full time mechanic. Uh, he started about a month and a half ago. Nice. So he's been in the industry for twenty eight years. He has a used car guy. So literally every car that we look at, we can potentially repair, and we have the talent and the time to do so in, in the space now. And so. We're excited about car care and where it's going because of the new space, having the two hoists, but also we built a community room because we really truly believe uh, in order to to lead and serve the next generation is to get them exposed to things they've never been exposed to. We see so often at car care that um, you were never taught how to change your oil. You you don't have to change your tire or how to take and maintain your car. And so we took it to a next step, a level of that. So we are going to bring in... I think Young Life is our first youth group. Yeah. We partner with the North Star Knights hockey team mm-hmm. and do a lot of car education that way, but we call it a car care clinic. And so we have a community room space at our new space that we bring them in, teach them like a book work course of like how to maintain your car, mm-hmm. but then literally walk them out, get hands-on with a vehicle, and then come back to a faith component, Jesus calling type of thing. Yeah. Um, and so we're really excited about what that's going to do and pour into uh, the next generation of, of kids. So. It's car care. So yeah. we've, we've given away nine cars in the last two weeks. That's sweet. So we're at 420-ish cars uh, given away and over 660 fixed. Sweet. So car care. Car care. There it is. <laughs> so, so could so. you then talk a little bit about what you... We'll start with what you do mm-hmm. personally. So you mentioned you are the executive, the executive director. director. So we have three full, full-time full paid staff. Okay. So we have a bookkeeper, client manager, and then our, our full-time shop manager. Cool. Mm-hmm. And so what does your leadership look like in your specific role? Mm-hmm. Are you more of a visionary? Are you a decision maker? Are you getting your hands dirty? Oh, I mean, I was, over the years, it's it's been all of those things because... Uh, I'm I'm a visionary by by trait. Like, I love to see things and what they can be. Like, and just I've got way too many big ideas, and probably the follow through and the details is not my thing. Sure, but I I remember this to the day of a couple years ago when we put that hoist in at Kev's Corner. Um, We'd had no full time mechanic at that time. The guys really weren't committed. Uh, to coming every single week. Now, I, after a while, they ended up coming nonstop every single three days a week. But um, realizing, oh, crap, I didn't hire a mechanic. Like, I'm not a mechanic. Uh, I grew up on a farm. I'm pretty handy, but I'm not a mechanic. How are we going to get this thing to go? Mm-hmm. And so I've done everything from physically doing the work on a car and leading in that way, um, running the board meetings, fundraising, being the visionary of the program to say, this is where I think we can go. Um, but now having the ability to, with with our new shop manager, truly take the program and, and grow it and, and be that visionary. So that's kind of my, that is definitely where my leadership style is that visionary. Sure. And then how do you then see that, the well, your personal visionary component mm-hmm. take on, I get, well, how does the, the program as a whole take on that visionary component? So you mentioned that you're one of two programs like in the entire state mm-hmm. of Minnesota that, that does what you do. Mm-hmm. And so what is there out there that you're able to see that vision expand? So or like, what are you doing right now to allow, I mean, whether yourself, you're personally, yeah. uh, that vision to go just by yourself or with the program, with the people around you, as yeah. you're able to let that vision permeate through other people. I think and that's the biggest thing, is you get the right people, I'm getting the right people behind the mm-hmm. program that really, truly see, like... As not, in, you, you're the ones, you're the one that sells the vision to Correct, yep. yeah. And, and whether that be getting the right business on board, and for example, uh, in Agard or Douglas Machine, the mm-hmm. right church, so like a V Church or, or Calvary or whomever that is, to say that 
this program, yeah, we're fixing cars, but we're truly, our, our slogan is promoting independence and restoring hope one car at a time. Mm-hmm. Like that is what we're truly doing because the reality is when I give you, when we give you a car, one, we never want you to think, and this is getting people on board with the, with the vision of, we never want to, you to think that this is Chris Chisholm giving you a car or right. this is one of our board members. The reality of this situation is God aligned this donated vehicle for you to make an impact in your God story. Mm. And so when we tell that to our clients, it uh, it just gives them that full out confidence that someone's for you. Yeah. And, and so that is really the vision that we have is to not just make an impact by giving that car, but putting tools in their tool belt to walk alongside them uh, if they're in need of other services, um, whether that be food or helping find a job or whatever that is. Um, but also to know like this car is the next step, the fresh start that you needed in your life yeah. to to restore your hope. And so we've given cars away to a family that literally we're going to have to move out of the area because they didn't have a car to get to the job. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden they got this car. He kept his job. His wife got employed. They're, they're giving back to the community in a way of like sending their, their kids to school, mm-hmm. buying their groceries here, l- promoting that economic independence yeah. within, within the program uh, or within the community. So getting people on board, not only staff, but our board and our community partners to say it's bigger than cars. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm so excited about where I get to go push that out in that vision. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so not necessarily like just trying to say like, hey, we could use better public tra- public transportation and cars are just the mediator to that. But it's truly like like cars is that's it. Yeah. But specifically for the context that we're working with, like it's just get a car and you're set. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's part of it. I mean, in, in painting that and casting that vision to that client to say this is going to do better for you. Yeah. Um, the other cool thing too, though, and, and, and to back up to that point, like we do understand, like where we live, we have a, we have Rainbow Rider, which is a wonderful public transportation option, but it's only certain hours. Right. And, and it is it is fixed in that way, and so we have to work alongside of them to say, hey, we're that next step, or we're that gap filler. That yeah. really, the reality well, is, if you live here and you live out, live in community, or you live outside, you need a car. Well, someone that's working third shift too, yeah. you know, because yep. we got a lot of that. We have a lot of manufacturing 100%. around here that you like. Yeah, I don't. I mean, a lot. I used to work at Douglas Machine just as yeah. a yeah. as a product loader, and yeah, for the guys that would come in third shift, then I mean, there's no Rainbow Rider to get you there. Well, so right. you just talk about like uh, from from the car care building to here is 18 minutes yeah. by car. By car. And so, and then you talk about 20 20 degrees, you know, minus 20 degrees. What's cool to with our program is when we go to a Douglas machine and we talk to a Vern or we talk to somebody like that, we they they get it and they say, well, yeah, I that is an employee that we need. Yeah. Our business needs, our community needs, and if they don't have a car to get there and they can't rely on public transportation because it's outside of the hours, like mm-hmm. you are the gap filler. Yeah. And so that's it's really special um, talking about cars in that way yeah. and just making it bigger than cars. Like I, I think that's the last cool piece is like. It isn't about the 2004 Chevy Impala you're getting. It's about what that what that means, right. what it can do for your family. And yeah. So, yeah. I mean, could you just give us a few testimonies? I mean, you don't need to share names, but just yeah. I mean, a few of the recent people that you've gotten to hand that car to, and you can just describe whether it be the expression when they first get it yeah. or the story that you got to know through them, just all that kind of I'll stuff. I'll have to send you a video we just made, but it, um, it it ranges all over the place because we're touching so many different aspects of life. Um, but to, to give you two examples of the range of, of mo- majority of, of families that we're serving um, are undoubtedly like single working moms. And for whatever reason, that is what, who we who we've mainly serve. But this one example was uh, she was 21 years old. She had put herself through Alec Tech for uh, CNA. She was driving a 2000, 
four or five Chevy Aveo. So you know okay. what a Chevy yep. Aveo yeah, is? Like, tic-tac. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. And so she'd applied for a car repair. She thought she needed brakes and a couple of things. Well, we got the car up in the air at Jutner Motors and um, and realized really quickly that this car was in like disarray. Yeah. It wasn't that she just needed one repair. This car shouldn't be on the road. Right. And so um, the the crazy part about her story is she'd just given birth to her four-month-old son. Mm-hmm. And so here she is, which was off to college. She has a four-month-old son trying to get a job and do and just like do better yep. in a car that isn't going to get her there. Right. And so we looked at this car. We call it, it was like two-tone in a way that you don't want. Two-tone, like different colored door. Yep. And the rest of the car is white. Yep. And the, to get into the car, the plastic handle had busted off. So it was like a tiny little plastic piece. You had to mm-hmm. flip up really quick and you yep. had to get the door open. And so I looked at her. I walked out and I said, um, I said, Jewel, the reality is this car isn't worth fixing. Let us give you something that we've deemed safe and reliable that's, that's been given to us, repaired by our volunteers, and we can give to you. The really cool part about it, she looked at me almost in tears, and she goes, Chris, I just got a job at Canoe Nelson. I start on Monday. So this was this was Thursday. She starts on Monday. On Monday morning, we gave her a 2008 Dodge Caliber car let's that go. was all fixed up. And so, like, literally, I see it driving around town still, and her son's got to be two years old at this point. But she was able to be impacted in that way to like keep her job or get her job, keep her job, provide for her family and, and not turn into it and go down a path that isn't cool. Yeah. And so then the other story of that is we see some ugly stuff. And so uh, we got called, this is probably two months ago, um, from someplace safe and, and another agency that was working with a woman and she has just been through the ringer of a domestic violence situation. Mm-hmm. Multiple years of this going on, um, but she had expressed that she had the courage to leave now yeah. um, and what had happened was unfortunately she had been beaten severely he had been put put in jail which was where he belonged um, but she had this opportunity to, to leave with and flee with her family but no vehicle to do it didn't own a car under her name he had possessive of all, all mm-hmm. that the finances everything and so they called and they said do, we, do you have any options and so within uh, a, uh, within like three hours we had given her a car and she was able to flee that domestic situation and, and get and get better and, and, and get out of that situation. Yeah. And so like God works so so awesome inside of cars. Like you just don't think of it that way. Like you you can drive down Alexandria and, and maybe not think that that is here or the domestic situations are here, that drug abuse is here. Yeah. Um, but the reality is just just on the off streets, a woman just got severely beaten and needed to flee her house. And yeah. we were able to step in and give her a car to do so. And so that's what's so cool about cars. And so I shared that with... Um, it, it was like a Wednesday morning, yeah, because I had a bigger crew there. And I shared it with the spark plug gang guys that were there. And a couple were almost in tears, and they're just like hustling and bustling to get this car all cleaned out and detailed and yeah. like making sure it's just fit for the road perfectly. And, and, and so like th- to be able to say like, hey, guys, can you step in and, and make the impact around this car to make sure it fits this woman to get her out of the situation? Yeah. That's car care too. And so that restoring hope piece is, is just what we're so passionate about. Yeah, so. that's huge. Mm-hmm. And so specifically then, this this is a ministry. Mm-hmm. This isn't just a program that puts cars out just to say that you do it. You no. can check off the box no, and call yourself a good person. But no. how, how do people respond to this being a ministry? Mm-hmm. I mean, do people usually come in? to like when you when they're interacting with you is it the expectation that you're just going to be like any other like a government program Mm -hmm. or they understand like there's something different about this that you that maybe they can trust more because it's a ministry yeah i really i think they do um you know we present that right up front we're very upfront with like 
the reality is that God's inside of our mission and, and that we're going to do some things that maybe don't make sense to you because of what you've been used to and maybe government programs, but the reality is we're here to serve you bigger than a car. And so I just, um, I'm very pointed with like Jesus as a part of our mission and, and we're going to be, and, and we're going to serve you anybody out of the same type of love. Like that doesn't determine you believe or you don't believe. We want to make sure you're taken care of. But the reality is I don't want you to walk out of this door thinking that Chris Chisholm gave you a car. And, and, uh, and so we're just very forth with that. Um, and it's just, you know, the other piece too is we do live in a community where um, that is the very acceptable. Uh, you know, we don't live in a place where, uh, which it could be very different, but uh, we're, we're, we're having to battle that a lot. But uh, that's also the blessing too, is when we start talking about God inside of our mission and, and, and Jesus being for the, this and the cars and the people, we've got a really, a, a, a really great group of partners that have walked alongside us and mm-hmm. because of that. And so um, our ministry has really benefited be, just by truly believing God's at the center of it, yeah. which is true. Yeah. So mm-hmm. now, up, your question or not. Up, well, I, it's your <laughs> so, answer. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's, I mean, just, I mean, and not to necessarily sit here and like rag on any one government program, but just the biggest difference mm-hmm. b- being that if you're going to have the audacity to say we're restoring hope, mm-hmm. that all right, that hope's going to come from Jesus versus mm-hmm. really, I mean, you anything else compared to anything else, right. really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 100%. Um, so now, and, and, and so it does mean come up with our, some of our community partners who are not faith based. Um, but then it's back to, doesn't matter. The reality is God's called us to serve mm-hmm. whomever that is that's in need. And so we're not we're not e- evangelizing and pushing people, pushing Jesus on people, but I do want people to know that what we believe. And I think that's okay. Yeah. You know, so, totally. Yeah. So up to this point, we've been recording for almost 28 minutes. Uh and this sounds absolutely fabulous. <laughs> Does anything ever go wrong? Yeah, I mean, hundred <laughs> uh, percent. They're a car. I mean, uh, a used car is so unpredictable. I uh-huh. literally give it away, and I go now at the end of all this, it's an as-is car. We want to make sure it's safe and reliable, but we have had tires blowing, transmissions yeah. blowing. Do you have, I mean, what's do you have like a warranty program? No, we don't, or? unfortunately. Okay. And, and I always say, like, like a dealership, if you go, um, well, two things, like. We're going to match a car that fits your family's needs to the best of our ability. So we truly do rely on those donated cars to our program. Um, but sometimes we get a convertible. Sometimes we get a big old cargo van, and we have to wait for that car to match. And then undoubtedly I tell clients, like, if you were going to go to pick out your perfect car to a dealership, the one we're giving you probably isn't it. Yeah. Um, but this is the freest car. It is a car that's meant for you, and we want to make sure we, we serve your need. And so... Um, but there is no warranty, just like you go to a dealership. But I tell them, you drive it. Drive it for a couple of weeks. Uh, get the kinks out. Call me if you have questions. Like, we want to make sure that we're not just giving you something that's going to be... And then you're kind of saying, all right, good luck. We'll see you never. Yeah. You know, but like, yeah, we you guys are still that. at least available uh, yep, for... still available. And we yeah. also do follow-up um, uh, with our, our car care clinics. That is a, a, a spot where we can provide... Uh, I don't know if I said this or not, but the curriculum is financial literacy skills. So we build on some basic, basic budgeting, which many of our clients never understood or had mm-hmm. to do growing up and got exposed to. We bring in insurance professionals, and so we talk about why you pay what you pay for car insurance, you know, why you should have renter's insurance, what life insurance means. Uh, and then we go get hands-on with the car. And so we have some follow-up things that we can do uh, in, with their car. And then, you know, for example, if, if they go out the door and we got and we put new tires on, they need to come back for a retorque, and just we can give the car once over. Right. Um, we can serve someone twice in a lifetime or every two years. Um, but, yeah, there, it is undoubtedly used. Uh, I'd say the only difference 
is that when we send a car out the door, we want to make sure that it, it gets them down the road and isn't becoming a headache. Right. And so there are things that we've had to fix. Yeah. <laughs> Second. But having Sean also, you know, not just me. As your full-time mechanic. As a full-time mechanic. Yeah. Um, he does a pre-inspection just like you go to a dealership. So he literally knows. He was a used car specialist. And so he knows everything about everything about used cars. The guys repair it labor-free. And then Sean post-inspects it before we give it away. And so we pretty much know now in the last couple of months what's going on with that car mm-hmm. versus years past. We, uh, you know, if it was me having to look at the car, generally speaking, I know, but there's going to be some things I don't know about it. So we really feel like we're giving a high quality of car away and a min- minimum standard of car. Totally. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man. So this is, it's free. It's free. Like, so there's, there's no cost. <laughs> no. To, so you like, so how does, how does someone find you yeah. guys? So we're, we're referral based. And so okay. it's back to like, Cliff starting and knowing that he had to connect with his community leaders to become a, a relevant program in the community. Um, but we um, were referral based. So a referral can come from a workplace that's identified someone who has a car repair that they need to help with or, or needs a car or they want to keep this person employed so they need a car to get to work. Um, many church partners. So we do partner with many churches and they refer their congregation members, um, human services, um, love inks, workforce centers, really anybody who's vetted their need for a car and understands their client well, they help them fill out an application for the program. They submit that application. It's a small checklist, like you gotta have a valid driver's license, gotta be able to have mm-hmm. a car insurance. Yep. Sort of thing. Yep. And then um, from there, then we put them on our wait list and identify the right car for them. And so we, we are straight up referral based. And, and so we're working with so many different community leaders and partners and agencies that are, are in the in the thick of like identifying needs and and trying to solve some of these community-based issues. So totally. which is really special too. It's a whole nother offset of what we do, but yeah. yeah so yeah. What's the, in with, we'll say within the last year, mm-hmm. is there anything specific that you have learned or are in the process of learning a whole new yeah. element to this, <laughs> this whole <laughs> to ministry? Opera? Well, to ministry yeah. to, I mean, yeah, to ministry, to leadership and to, in terms of now that you, so you, you've got this this program that has an established brand, at least mm-hmm. within this community. Mm-hmm. People know who you are. They know what you do. They know what you're about. They mm-hmm. know why you do what you do. Mm-hmm. And so you're not necessarily playing the game of trying to get yourself out there, that kind right. of leadership. It's right. more so how exactly do we really understand our need through and through, and there's really no no cranny that you haven't explored right. in right. terms of being able to you know meet people where they're at. Right. And it's so I guess is what I mean, what recently is is coming up for just you in terms 100% of one hundred percent um letting God lead. Mm. Like I think so often in, in this is one thing I've learned just through leadership courses through the with Mark, like so often you try to control from a human perspective of where your program is going to go mm. or where your ministry is going to go or or how you can make an impact on people, but literally having to take a step back and say it's God's timing. It's not my timing. Like if he wants us to build a building, um, let's not rush it through and build it in two months because we think we can. Let's let God work and build healthy relationships within the community. Sure. That was one thing. You know, We bought our building in June of last year and we just finished it. Um, it was just a, just a remodel. Like a building that probably in most cases could have gone up in a few months mm-hmm. um, took us nine or ten months, but yeah. because and that's, that's your Nelson location. Yep, so it's okay. our, our Nelson. Yep, our Nelson location. And so and that's for for those who don't know any of this Alexandria <laughs> stuff that we're talking about here. That's just it's the first town east yeah, of Alexandria. On your way out of Alec, you'll yep. find us. But the reality of letting him line up, and so uh, Jay Fistness, who's on our board, uh, he's kind of helped me run the project, and and he's an IT guy, works in the professional realm, and a, a believer, an amazing person. But so many times you'd be like, Chris, why isn't this done yet? Why can't we get pe- pe- an electrician here and get this done yet? Yeah. Why can't we get this piece installed? Oh, and yeah. we had to both sit there and say, 
well, God doesn't want it yet. You know, like literally sitting inside of your ministry and saying, God's going to let us open when we need to. He's going to yeah. provide the programming when we need to, the relationships and all that. And well, so, and especially when you've got this pressing need of, hey, we've got this situation, this yeah, person that yeah, we can still, see, still having with, to fix hey, our, needing this like very, very much yeah. like, how do you, you know, and so he's testing table, you, you know? and all of that, yeah, right? And yeah. so we were able to find, and, and and what's so cool about all of that is he places the people in in in, in your in your path, or those leaders in your path. And so we basically we called it a community build, where we built this whole building with two car hoists, tire machines. All of that material was donated, donated material from Hilltop Lumber. So we didn't pay a dime for any lumber, sheetrock to the screw to the nail. Um, but also within that realm of when we had to like move from one location from that old hoist to we could fix cars in our car in our shop, but we weren't in our building yet. Mm-hmm. Um, he provided, uh, and we hadn't hired Sean yet, a mechanic yet. He provided a guy who had been in the industry for 40 years as an auto tech to kind of fill the gap to to work alongside the volunteers and provide that knowledge. And yeah. so like just letting him work inside of the ministry and not saying, well, I'll go get that person or I'll go do this and, yeah. and we can fix it right now. That allowing you to lead just gives you that sustainability for the future. And so right. that was, that's been my biggest learning lesson in the last year of, I really truly believe I could have pushed through and powered through and got it done, you know, and, and done something, but I wouldn't have done it bigger for the Lord. Mm. And so that's really, I mean, if you're in ministry today, like don't just let him work, sit back and, and be patient and, and watch those relationships open. Tell your story, um, but but be patient. Don't rush it. Don't press it. Yeah, so. and I mean, like, so as we s- slowly begin to to wrap up here, I mean, this is a program. I mean, again, so the roots coming from Anoka County, yep. where this started in '99, up until now, the what was the Douglas County Car Care Program, now yep. just the Car Care Program. Yep. But I mean, this is this something that like becomes like you know. A sixty campus car care program <laughs> extravaganza. So, like, so would you rather? Would you rather see a bunch of independent car care programs that meet their individual needs, or do you think mm-hmm. like having like one cohesive network? Cohesive network. So yeah. the rea- the reality is, we firmly believe as a board, and this is the, I because of my visionary personality, they kind of put brakes on it. Like Chris, hold on, let's just do a couple counties at a time. But the reality of of, of eighty seven counties in the state of Minnesota, I think thirteen are being served. And so we really firmly believe that in the next five to 10 years that we're going to finish and serve those 87 counties mm. and use our model as car care to bring in and provide um, really uh, within our volunteer realm to provide the the feeling of that need. Um, the habitat model of fixing homes is just brought into fixing cars. That's yeah. really what it is. Um, so we have these spark plug game members that, that were retired that, you know, to the point one guy, Jimmy is his name, he's 81 years old. Uh, he was actually in the automotive industry for 50 years. He came to us a couple months ago and literally told the guy that brought him there, nobody needs me anymore. Hmm. The reality is we needed him. We needed his knowledge and we need his knowledge. And so and he, when he says nobody needs me, as in like I'm like off the, the hook, I'm good. Yeah, well, no, or, the community doesn't need me anymore. I'm, oh, I'm 81 see. years old. Oh, I'm just sitting I see. in my apartment see. all day. Yeah. Like what, what, am I, what am I doing? What am mm-hmm. I here for? Yeah, yeah. And now every single Wednesday, Jimmy shows up. And it's just really cool, you know, it, it, where his strengths may not, his strength might not be there, but his mind is there and he and he can provide the knowledge and wherewithal of what to do. And and so we believe we can bring that model across the, the state of Minnesota and then become a regional uh, uh, nonprofit where we're bringing in people to fix cars and then doing it at, at a no labor charge and then delivering those cars out to people in need. Yeah. So the cars are everywhere. Like mm-hmm. the car, the cars doesn't seem to be the problem. God provides those. Yeah, it's just once you create a space for those willingness, hearts, and hands to come into that space and, and make an impact, then you can really make uh, and give away those cars. So yeah, 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 labor free. And I mean, I guess I, my 
final thought is, I mean, what's like, I guess, what's the relationship that you're able to sustain like once the car is given to the person mm-hmm. i mean so you mentioned the the, the financial literacy courses mm-hmm. um but with the i guess the, yeah the the relationship with jesus aspect i mean is there any kind of follow-up that you have with those people as to hey you know we gave you this car here's That's obviously all you know all these skills that we can give you but at this at the end of the day like how are they able to hear just gospel yeah. from you guys so so we're right before COVID hit we we had kind of uh Bree Stevens, our client manager, had really developed a program where we sat down uh, right before that car care clinic and developed um, uh, basically a goal sheet. And so they would set three different goals, and Bree would really get a chance then to understand their needs and what's going on in their world. Um, so they would fill out. I mean, we had people that we helped not didn't do it for them, but their, one of their goals was to uh, to quit smoking. So mm-hmm. we helped them enroll in the Chantex to quit smoking. Mm-hmm. Um, one of their goal, one of the person's goals was she needed needed severe dental work. She worked in, at a local service industry. We'd given her a car. Bree, had, Bree was meeting with her after we'd given her this car. We did some follow-up on these goal sheets, and she didn't know that she could set up a direct deposit mm-hmm. from her paycheck into a savings account to save money to fix her teeth. Mm. She did that. And so, like, our goal is to, when we, we now that COVID's kind of calmed down and we're in our space, we can start our car care clinics full-fledged in our community room, that we're still meeting with those clients after the fact of giving those cars. Um, on that goal sheet, they set the goals, whether that be financial, um, whether it be health-related, um, family-related, faith-related. We're just giving them kind of the, like, here's how you do it. Like, you want to you want to talk yeah. to Jesus every day and do it well, emotional? I mean, here's it, what it is. It's so. stewardship, really. Stewardship, yep. it's, 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 it's And it's and kind of like what you mentioned, too. The, the lesson that you're learning is how to let God lead. Yeah, 100%. You know? But at the same time, this, this, this stewardship theme that really is running through all this stuff is you're not doing anything that's over-the-top... I don't know, complicated. No. It's no, just a matter of here's here's where we're at, here's what we have, how do we steward it well, yep. and ultimately doing so is letting God lead. Yeah. And so what's yeah. so cool about that is we, they would fill out this, we had 75 clients go through this course, and the 75 clients do uh, a goal sheet, and then they would sign it, I would sign it, we would mail them a copy, we would do follow-up a month later. So we would find out, like, hey, if your goal was to, to, to set up that direct deposit, did you? If your goal was to start a daily devotional, did you? You know, if you didn't, how can we help you do that? Um, so we didn't. It, it's, it's not a forever thing. We're going to walk alongside, but we did realize like, the, it's not just the car. Like, we need to provide some sort of mentorship and walk alongside right. in connection to other agencies and, and churches and, and that sort of thing too. So, oh. mm-hmm. so pretty cool. Sweet. So, mm-hmm. I love it. That was a blur. That was that was that was good. <laughs> so, yeah. Dang. So, yeah. No, I I that's. I think it's cool. I mean. So many people, so many, I, I don't know how many times you hear people say, oh, we, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? You know, and to have the perspective of, well, ultimately it's, it's not us. We're not the ones that start the doing, right. you know, we, we wait, then we receive mm-hmm. and then we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you, I just, I don't know, this seems like a really, really unique and quite frankly, well-tailored example of that model I appreciate you know that. Yeah. just using your giftings so, man i mean yeah. who would have thought a, a realtor of, of 40 plus years had a gifting of fixing breaks mm. i mean it just he never thought that and so it's just really cool to see god work inside of some of those situations and and um 
I don't know. It's a special place. You got to come check it out. Oh, yeah. have you been in there? Well, I mean, kind of shortly. Well, shout out so. to t- shout out to you guys. You you fixed the brakes on our van. <laughs> I did. Actually, it was a caliber too. So it was a caliber too. Caliber too. Oh, so you needed that, um, but you're ready to rock, buddy. Oh, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so, so our uh, our the van that we had for uh, for quake travel in the spring uh, desperately needed some it brakes. Did and, desperately need brakes. Yeah. So Actually, um, if you know anything about your any the front brakes or rear brakes were good. Um, you've got a little bit of oil leak, but that's normal on a on a Chrysler van like that or Dodge Caravan in that engine. But your front brake caliper was almost seized. Oh, so, hello. <laughs> Lovely. So, well, so hey. the benefit of having a mechanic in the shop, the guys fixed it last Wednesday, and uh, I should have driven it out here, but I'll let you come pick it up. We'll come so, get that at yeah. some point. <laughs> but hey, so guess what? The Awaken Project is a benefactor of this as well. <laughs> Heck yeah. So, so sweet love man. it, buddy. Well, hey, for everyone listening, hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Go check out all the others, too, because guess what? There's some great content there as well. Blake is doing a fantastic job with all of these interviews, too. Uh, thank you so much again. Thank you, Chris, yeah, for taking the time to come all the way out to Mount Carmel. I know it's a bit of a hike, a but... View. It's kind of a rainy day, but, uh, man, you can look at Lake Get to look at the whole time, so there's that. Yeah, but um, if you have not already subscribed to the podcast, I highly recommend that you do so and receive more cool content like what you just listened to right now. Uh, go check out all of the Awaken Project social media, so the Facebook, the Instagram, uh, go see what we got on there content-wise. Anything that we can be engaging with in your end, pre-requests, uh, connections, networking, the whole nine yards, we'd love to do so. And guess what? The gap year application is still open. So if you know someone between the ages of 18 and 25 who's looking for an incredibly transformative year of their life, Bible school, uh, Quake Travel, really, really intentional Christian community, you know where to go with that. www.theawakenprojectmn.com Application links, podcast links, all that's right there. So thank you so much for tuning into today's episode and we will see you all real soon.